It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? Today, we're going to talk about who are the Wizards that are going to be the first to go. Who's on the trade block as we speak? And who we have 17 players right now. We need 15. So who has a chance to get waived? We're going to talk about that and more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J A S E medical.com. So today we're going to talk about out of the expiring contracts, who's the first to go, who's the most likely to go, um, is it going to be before the deadline, at the deadline, we're going to talk about that, and who gets waived, because there's a couple of candidates to get waived to bring it down to 15 guys, so we are going to talk about that tonight, so let's get right into it, E, um, Wizards trade targets, now I know there's an article that you, uh, you wanted to read real quick, um, mm-hmm. but looking at Wizards trade targets, obviously you're looking at the expiring deals, Danilo Gallinari, Mike Muscala, Landry Shamet, and or Tyus Jones and DeLon Wright. I'm one of the people who thought, I don't know if they're going to move both of them unless they feel like they can trust Ryan Rollins to pick up backup point guard minutes. But out of all those five, those five candidates for trade targets, who do you think is the most likely, uh, you know, I, I guess kind of rank them most likely to be traded to maybe. Mm-hmm. This is a good question. Um, and you brought up the article, Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype. He said the Wizards are expecting to receive trade requests from Danilo Gallinari, Landry Schmidt, and DeLon Wright this season. Now, he didn't bring up Tyus Jones' name, didn't bring up Kyle Kuzma, uh, any of those guys' names. but uh, Or he didn't bring up Mike Muscala either. But I think Mike Muscala certainly will yeah. uh, be traded before the uh, trade deadline. But to rank the guys, I think DeLon Wright has the highest chance because it's a contract year for him. Do they want to bring him back next year? And I think a lot of teams are going to be calling for his services because he's such a good defender. He's such a versatile defender. Uh, he gets a bunch of deflections, steals, great point of attack defender. He was our best defender on the team last year. It's between him and Denny and Gafford rim protecting. Yeah. But really, honestly, DeLon Wright is the best defender on this roster for sure. Uh, I mean, you can argue Denny. Denny's a good defender. I respect him as a defender. I think he's a, a, a great and a tough, hard-nosed defender. But DeLon, if you're looking for a steal or a turnover – somebody to lock down a point guard or, or to make it tough on a shooting guard, I think DeLon is your guy for sure. So I think a lot of playoff teams would love to have him coming off the bench, being a backup uh, to their starting point guard. So I think he has a lot of value, and he's on a good contract. Uh, after that, he didn't name Kuz, so I'll keep Kuz out of it. 
But I, I think um, Landry Shamet, I think he has a little bit of value, not a lot of value. He probably gets you a second round pick. I think DeLong gets you a couple, maybe two or three second round picks. Definitely doesn't get you a first, but he gets you a second round pick or at least at least two. Landry Shamet, I still think he has value because he's a shooter and he's been in playoff games. He's had some good play. He had a couple good playoff games for the Suns last year as a shooter, as a movement shooter. Um, every team can use a shooter to space the floor. You're always looking for a shooter to space the floor. So I think he has value. Uh, now, Danilo Gallinari, it's tough to really measure his value because of the ACL injury. He's coming off an ACL injury. He just missed a whole season. Uh, so, And then there was the rumors about him being bought out. Looks like that's not going to happen. He's going to be on the roster. So could they be traded before the trade deadline, before training camp? I don't think they will. But Michael Scott bringing this up kind of makes me think a little bit that there's, there's somewhat of a chance. I thought there was a 0% chance, but now there might be somewhat of a chance. So to answer your question, I think DeLon has the most trade value. Tyus has trade value, too, because he was the best backup point guard in the league last year. Uh, when John Morant doesn't play, he plays really, really well. He steps up. He takes on more of a load scoring-wise. And I think he's going to be able to showcase himself here as a starter, playing next to Jordan Poole. You see the chemistry. They're getting along in some of the Instagram pictures that they put up already. That doesn't matter, but chemistry is always good to have. Uh, so I think Tyus Jones' value is, is pretty high. I, I don't see a – once again, I don't see a first for Tyus. But I think you can get some good value as as far as like multiple seconds, or you can package him for uh, some draft picks or a solid player. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all points, man. Um, looking at most likely, I don't know, man. Delon, I, I don't, I don't know with the point guard situation. You know, both Delon and Ty Jones are on contract years because I believe what Ty's on one year deal too, right? So, I mean. Is he the future point guard? I mean, I know that a lot of people want to see Jordan Poole be that guy at point guard going forward full-time after this year, whether it's after the deadline or going into the next regular season. But, you know, I, I think you got to try to move all of them at some point, try to get some value, you know, because we need draft picks. So definitely try to get some value. Now, looking at their roster construction, um, the least likely, one of the couple least likely to me is Mike Muscala. Um, because – you know, unless, unless you get another center, a young center back in a deal before a Mike Muscala deal, your backup is Taj Gibson. And we we just did a couple of videos of Taj Gibson. So, I mean, let's be real. You know, veteran leadership, yeah, but he's not a guy who's going to play backup minutes. He's just not because there's so much, you know, there's so much going on with Gaff. And, I, you know, like, again, that's a whole other whole other video, man. But, um, you know, looking at DeLon, yeah, he's got that. You know, he can shoot. Um, he's not a sniper, but he's a guy who can't step back there and shoot a three-point. I mean, he can defend at a high level. I mean, he's scrappy. He's got a dog in him. Tyus, he's definitely going to have time to showcase himself as a starting capable point guard, you know, because the MO is he's the best backup. And they came in, did a good job for job, but full time, how can he do? Because it's kind of like, it's kind of like, how do I use this as an example, man? It's kind of like, you know, when two people are dating, it's like, man, it's all good. So, you know, I tell people, look, you don't live together. <laughs> it's a whole nother situation, man. You know, so you can be, a starting capable point guard, but man, until you're that guy for at least half a year, you know, we'll see. So, you know, he definitely has to showcase his skills. And um, Danilo Gallinari, man, again, ACL, what do you expect? Well, you know, but you best believe he has a chip on his shoulder and we know what can, we know what he can do, you know, in his prime, man, people forget that after Carmelo went to the Knicks and they sent the whole package, they included him to Denver. He was another number one option for a couple of years. So he's a guy who can definitely score in high volume. So I think that he's definitely going to showcase himself also to try to attach himself to a playoff team. So, yeah, look at that trade candidates. I'm with you. DeLon has value, but it's just tough to see him go, man. <laughs> but because he just, to me, he has so much value to his organization, especially if you look back at last year. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. I think that 
I don't know, man. I, I think Shemet is definitely gone. You know, shooting's at a premium. He's a sniper. You know, he doesn't fit the timeline. Definitely needs to go. So, yeah, there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of ifs, man, because you can throw a lot more names out there, right? Kyle Kuzma, you know, could he get moved to the deadline? Um, Denny, does he take that step forward? And if not, does he fit into this new front office's vision for the future? He could be moved. So there's a lot of variables here, but I think that you have to start with the expiring deals. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Mescala. Him coming off the bench, I, I think he has the least value at this point. And then Gallinari, he's, what, 35, coming off an ACL injury. Yeah. Uh, Kuzma, if he was on the list, of course, I, I would say he would have the most value, but he's not on the list. But, yeah, it's really between Tyus and DeLon. I think those guys are at the top of the list right now. Then Denny, that's a whole conversation we'll get into before the season starts for sure, whether he gets traded or an extension. They're starting to give out extensions to guys. Jared v- Vanderbilt. Uh, for the Lakers, he got an extension. So that's something that is is comparable to what Denny could possibly get. But uh, we're going to talk about uh, the roster since they have 17. They got to cut it down to 15. So we're going to talk about which guys we think are going to make the roster or not. But before we do get into that, we got a quick word from Brandon. Absolutely. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Jace Case from Jace Medical. Everybody, everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind. So you're not just hoping that you have access to medication or an emergency room or a hospital. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. I can't say it enough. I definitely believe in... You know, trying to stockpile medication, equipment, anything, just in case things happen, national disasters happening, war, any kind of scenario. So I definitely recommend it. You can save one to $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On. And thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every single day. Every day, we are going to get into... Couple of mailbag episodes. We're going to get into the depth chart. Uh, we're going to get into a lot going into training camp. So definitely tune in for that. So looking at who gets waived. Now, obviously, e, we are at 17 players, right? We need 15. So, you know, um, you kind of convinced me. I, I thought there was hope of maybe a consolidation trade, but you know, you, you really convinced me. I don't think it's imminent. I think they're going to kind of wait and see, test the market, and at the deadline, they're definitely going to move some pieces. But to get to 15, who do you or the kind of the go-to candidates for getting waived off the Wizards before the season starts? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I think the easy ones, the easy guys are to say uh, Anthony Gill and Xavier Cooks, especially since they bought in Todd Gibson. You know, Xavier Cooks is a big man. He kind of – he plays like a center. You look at him at FIBA, you know, he's a rim-running guy. He's a guy that, you know, is a pick-and-roll guy, catches – lobs here and there kind of like he doesn't really catch a lot of lobs but he's a guy that does finish above the rim at times he will dunk on people he hit a couple poster dunks in FIBA 
rebounded the ball pretty well. Summerlee, he had a double-double, rebounded the ball pretty well, finished around the rim pretty well. Uh, so he plays like a, a old-school big. He's not going to stretch the floor. So he's basically a center, a small, small, uh, little under, kind of an undersized center out there. That's the way he plays. And you got Gafford, of course, bringing Tide. So that's three centers. Anthony Gill is kind of a small ball five or, or a four, really. West played him in a lot of positions, kind of small forward, power forward, and center. But there were the reports that he was going to go back overseas. So I think that's something that certainly could happen. But with, you know, like I said, with Todd's coming back, you, the center rotation really is going to be Gaff, Muscala, and then uh, Todd as your third big. So that kind of uh, takes up space for Anthony Gill, kind of takes away space for Xavier Cooks. And Xavier Cooks is a guy that Tommy Shepard brought in. He signed him to a four year contract. That's not what this front office did. And uh, Anthony, I mean, they, they didn't sign anybody other than, you know, Blau and, and trade trade for a couple guys. But, um, yeah, Anthony Gill is, is not – they're not a guy – they're not married to Anthony Gill like Tommy Shepard was or married to uh, Xavier Cooks or connected. There's no connections between these guys. Uh, so I can see them not being on the roster. Uh, Jared Butler's on a two-way, so you can see him on the G League and uh, with the Wizards at the same time. Eugene. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to say Eugene, who they picked him on, on a two-way. He's going to be on a two-way contract. So I think those guys will be on a roster for sure. Uh, but just looking at it right now, so count it, Tyus, DeLon, Jordan Poole, that's three. I didn't count it. Uh, Rollins, Rollins should be on a roster as well. Uh, but I think the two guys that are really going to be the odd men out is the easy guys to say is Xavier Cooks and Anthony Gill. Yeah, I think that's an easy one to me. I think that if you got to get rid of two guys to get to 15, Anthony Gill, and obviously, <laughs> I mean, just because, I mean, let's be real, they're not, tar- they're not part of the timeline. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anthony Gill he came in, he played quality in minutes. You know, he we, we said it all year long. We said it in the offseason that, you know, he fulfills those those playing moments that aren't categorized, you know, dive, diving for loose balls, you know, hustle, you know, being kind of a leader at certain points in the bench. But it's just it's time to roll, man. I mean, it's just it's it's a rebuild. It's a youth movement, man. So I just don't see the timeline. Xavier Cooks, yeah, I thought it was questionable from the get go that Tommy signed him to a multi year deal because number one, he's never played in the NBA. Um, it took he's still trying to acclimate himself to the NBA speed, and so to give the guy who hasn't played one minute in uh in the NBA just never made sense to me. So there's no loyalty to him because again, Tommy made that move, and obviously Tommy's moves aren't the most sought after moves. So yeah, I mean, to me, that's the easy choice. Those two. I mean, because after the after the trade deadline, you're trying to get minutes for Patrick Baldwin. So, you know, Gil messes up with that. You know, in my opinion, I want to see what you got in Patrick Baldwin, especially at, if you move Gallinari. And then, you know, Rollins, I'm, you know, after the summer league, I'm very intrigued to see what Rollins could do in the regular season, the NBA season, man. I, I want to see what Rollins can do. So, you know, they move on from DeLon, you know, Tyus, whatever. They, but there's young guys that need to eat, man. And I just don't see a place for Anthony Gill. Xavier Cooks anymore going forward, man. So yeah, to me, that's easy. That's an easy decision. Yeah, I think Anthony Gill not making the roster. I think that opens up some some more minutes for guys. Even though Anthony Gill is a bottom of the bench guy, he did play some games, and he's a guy that West Hensel Jr. liked a lot. There was times where Anthony Gill started over Denny, or would start over some of the young guys and get more minutes over young guys. When it's like you know we 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 need to see what some of these young guys can do. But West Hensel Jr. for some reason would just trust Anthony Gill over Denny or some of the other young guys. So I think that will make it easier for some other young guys to get playing time. It will make it, it will make it less tougher for West to choose Anthony Gill or Xavier Cooks over 
some young guys. Now, if they're not playing well and not earning minutes, then I get it. But at the same time, you still want to see what these young guys can do. So um, I think bringing in Taj, it was definitely an interesting situation. Um, just bringing in more guys to the roster. I don't think we needed to add anybody else unless it was a young prospect. That's the only reason why I thought we should have brought somebody in and make like like a Usman, Usman Garuba or Nemus Keita. Even Harry Giles is somebody they could have gone after, just a young prospect instead of bringing an older guy in. But no disrespect to Taj. I think he's a, a good leader. They have a couple veterans already, but um, just bringing him in definitely look makes the roster look a little more jumbled up. So they got their hands full, so we'll see what they do. Yeah, I, you know, I, we, I know we talked about it before. You know, Taj Gibson – I give veteran leadership. I I, mm-hmm. I thought they should have took a shot at Mo Bamba. Bo, Bo, Mo Bamba, right. Bo Bo, you know, yeah, I think, yeah. There's a lot of, you know, Christian Wood, I'm with you. I don't think that's realistic at his stage in his career. He wants to try to get a title, and the Lakers are trying to, you know, they're always in the hunt to try to do that. So I get that, man. So it's just, it's one of those deals where it's like, I wanted them to do more, but then I get it. You know what I mean? I wanted them to go for somebody else, but I get it. So we'll see. You know, there's definitely a lot of moves that have to happen this year because, Going to rebuild, they got to consolidate and really find a place for a lot of these young guys and get quality minutes for them going forward. So, and then evaluate them and see what we got. So, uh, we're going to talk about something else real quick that um, I think is going to be pretty funny, real quick. But before we do, um, Ed's going to talk to us about FanDuel tonight. Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Visit FanDuel.com and include money line, money lines, props, et cetera, around your team as part of your time on FanDuel. So, uh, the Commanders, they play the Bulls. They're six, the, the Bill, I'm sorry, not the Bulls, but the Bills, the Buffalo Bills. They are six and a half point underdogs. I would take uh, plus six and a half for the Commanders. They've been playing good football. They're undefeated. I think they definitely will. If they, I, I think they have a strong chance of winning. Even if they lose, I think it's going to be about a three point game for sure. And I would take the over Brian Robinson's running yards and attempts uh, because Eric Bienemy has liked to, he likes to run the ball in the second half. And B-Rob starts warming up. He gets hot. You see Brian Robinson dominating against the Broncos. So I think he's going to get a lot of carries on Sunday. It's sold-out game at FedEx Field. Should be a lot of fun. Guess who's going to be there? You're looking at these guys on the screen, and you're listening to them wherever you get a podcast. Me and my guy Brandon, we will be at the yes, game. Sold-out crowd, 10 toes down to the field. So at FedEx Field, so it should be a lot of fun. But uh, we're going to get into the last segment here. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You got to be. All right, man, uh, I kind of wanted to ask you a question real quick, because if you look at what's going on in the DMV as far as sports, right? You know, I'm wearing the O's cap, O's in the yeah. playoffs, which, you know, they're coming off a rebuild, you know, a very long rebuild. And then you're looking at the commanders, you know, you could say they kind of was going through a rebuild, you know, building up the defensive line. So, and then the Mystics, again, you, we got to show a little love to the Mystics during the playoffs. So, you know, the Wizards, they're kind of in a transition period, right? 
whole new front office, whole new identity, rebuild. Do you think, if you look at the trends of what's going on with teams in the DMV, you think this trend can catch on to the Wizards? You think with a whole new front office, with a whole new kind of identity, you think this is kind of the, this can lead up to finally attaining another NBA championship? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it can. It's just going to take some time. And then as we speak, the Mystics are winning 67 to 63 over the New York Liberty in uh, the playoffs right now. So they can tie it up in the uh, WNBA playoffs. So DMV Sports is, is doing really well. Uh, like you said, Commanders undefeated, Ravens undefeated, Orioles in the playoffs. But it's going to take some time, uh, especially in the NBA. It's just a, it's a top heavy league right now. Uh, you look at the teams that are at the top, like the Nuggets are, are really good. Um, you, you got Giannis with the Bucks. You got the Sixers. You got the Miami Heat. They may add Damian Lillard. So uh, a lot of the teams just have so much star power. So it's going to take some time for the Wizards to get there and build their team. The Knicks are a good team. I already said the Sixers. So those are a couple teams to name there. But, uh, yeah, they just have to really draft well. It's going to take at least two to three years to draft well and build a foundation. So it's going to take a little while. Uh, for that to happen now they're in this they're they're taking the right steps in the right direction T- Ted Leonsis got uncomfortable let go of Tommy Shepard and hired some guys that want to rebuild he kind of, he basically went against what he said that we will never ever uh tank you know we'll see if they tank or not but rebuilding he didn't you know we were surprised that he rebuilt because or decided to rebuild and let these guys take full control of the roster and of the organization and do what they want to do and trade Bradley Bill so that was definitely something that I didn't see Ted Leonis is doing. Uh, so he he's looking in the right direction and really wants to change this franchise and this culture and be a destination for uh, good players to, to want to come here, free agents, and win championships. The goal is to win championships and not just to play anymore or just making the playoffs. So we've heard a lot of good things from the uh, pressers, from Will Dawkins and Ted Leonis as well. Uh, but, yeah, to answer your question, um, yeah, I, I think the sky's the limit right now. It's just going to take a lot of time. they got to get more draft picks. They gotta evaluate guys. They gotta develop Bilal. It starts with Bilal, their first draft pick. See where, see, see how he develops. Gotta give him some time. Gotta give him, you know, at least three to four years to really see where he's at, and um, see what they decide to do with Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma as well. See how they work out uh, as the best players on the team. But yeah, it's, it's gonna take some time. You know, you look at the rebuild when we started with John Wall and Bradley Bill. We had the first pick of the draft. We got John. We had third pick of the draft. We had we got Brad. Then we got the third pick again. We got Otto Porter, and that even that took time. When you see how talented John Wall was coming out, even that took two to three years for us to make our first playoff series, got to the second round, made the playoffs again, got to the second round again. So, and that, that took some time. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the rebuild. I'm just ready to be patient and just give these guys some time to cook, let Will Donkers and, and Winger uh, and Schlenk cook. So it's going to take some time. The commanders got a new owner. It looks like they're starting off on the right foot very, very, very quickly. Uh, it's a long way to go to see if they make the playoffs, but DC sports is, is certainly rising as the old sl- slogan is saying, hashtag DC rising. Yeah. I asked that question because I think that examples are there, right? I, you know, I mentioned the Orioles, I mentioned the Nats, um, rebuilding teams, you know, anybody that follows baseball in here, I know it's very few, <laughs> I get it, but you know, they went through a long process. And if you look at the nationals, they rebuilt them into a championship team. So I think that it all starts with the front office. And I, 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 I I got to say this, this front office looks legit, man. You know, I said all the time, you got three guys who legitly can be GMs of their own team. You know, legit. I mean, we've seen Schlink, Winger, and Dawkins, man. You got three guys who know what they're doing, man. So, and then Telion says, look, for somebody who's very, very hard on Telion last season, you know, and it was very frustrating because, you know, at the time, we, it was a lack of vision. Now, I, I think that to a certain degree, he kind of listened to the fan base. He said, look, 
you know, and he kind of looked around. He looked at other franchises, other ownership, you know, the learners, you know, what you know, what they put into the Nets, you know, at the time, Snyder now, Johnson's company. So, um, and Harris, my bad. Um, but I think that the trend's gonna catch on, man, because again, this front office is is legit. But again, like you say, I think a lot of people this is kind of my final point before we roll E, is that you gotta be patient. Look, rebuilds take time, and they take a long time, and it ain't always guaranteed. You know, we, we still wait on the process with 76ers, man, because, you know, it, it kind of felt like we waited forever for 76ers, and then it looks like it's all falling apart. So, you know, it takes time, you know, but so definitely, definitely show patience, man. But I figured that out, man, because like I said, if you look at the trend, what's going on in DMV, man, it's a, it's a really exciting time to be a sports fan in the DMV. Because like you said, the Ravens looking good, the Commanders looking good. So there's, a, there's new optimism. Then you throw in the fact that you saw them kind of chopping it up you know, coming in for workouts, you know, Kyle Kuzman's in there, Jordan Poole's in there, Tyus Jones. You're already seeing that chemistry and you're seeing the right things happening in the building. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end it there, man. But I, I was very, very inquisitive of what you thought about that. So we're going to go ahead and mm-hmm. roll there. Yeah, and then so, last thing I'll say, too, you, you brought uh, up Schlank, his time with the Hawks. They brought in Trey Young. They were bad with Trey Young in the first few years. They were like 19 to 63. Yeah. It took them about three years. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals. They beat the Sixers who trusted the process. Um, and then uh, Will Dawkins with OKC, you know, they've accumulated draft picks. It's taken them some time to get to where they are. The Clippers with uh, Michael Winger traded Blake Griffin. They ended up getting um, Tobias Harris. They drafted SGA. Then they traded him for Paul George. They became a free agent destination, got Kawhi Leonard. They un- they've kind of, they basically underachieved because of injuries, but you look at their rebuilds and they've all taken some time, except for the Clippers. The, Qu- the Clippers had the quickest one out of all of them, but the the Hawks, that certainly took some time, and OKC has taken them some time to kind of be competitive again. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up there, man. But there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel for our Washington Wizards. So definitely appreciate everybody making us your first listen every single day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to talk about kind of a controversial subject, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, unless you've been under a rock, you kind of heard a lot of things going on. But we're going to kind of touch uh, on that subject a little bit. Uh, should he should he be a candidate to be traded for for picks? You know, this, we're going to talk about it. So definitely tune in for that. Uh, controversial, but it's definitely going to be a good good dialogue. So again, appreciate everybody. Um, any any way you get your podcast, five star review is much appreciated. YouTube side, if you like, subscribe, hit that notification button so you guys know when we drop in these videos because we're going towards the regular season, man. So it's going to be every day and just wait for the West Coast trips, y'all. So definitely appreciate everybody, man. So peace and Hail to the Wizards. See you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.